a fitting night in Boston on Tuesday as 86-year-old Willie O'Ree was honored virtually from his home in San Diego as the first black man to play in the NHL when his number 22 sweater, which he wore as a Boston Bruin starting in 1958, was raised to the rafters before last night's Hurricanes-Bruins matchup. Willie O'Ree became the first black player in the NHL 64 years ago, January 18, 1958, when the Bruins called him up from the Quebec Aces to play. And last night, O'Ree's legacy was fittingly honored at TD Garden. Congratulations to Willie. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, January 19th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. You know, I said yesterday that it was a slow news day in sports business on the Buzzcast. And boy, I jinxed it. Just hours later, we all received word that Microsoft would acquire video game giant Activision Blizzard for nearly $70 billion, a massive deal that still has to close, but it is Microsoft's largest acquisition by far. It's the biggest deal in gaming coming just a week after Take-Two's purchase of Zenga for $12 billion, and that was just last week. So Activision, of course, has titles Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, they have the Overwatch League, they have Candy Crush, they have the Tony Hawk series. The newsletter Morning Brew put it well today when it said Microsoft will try to put all of these together into a monthly subscription business, the Xbox Game Pass, and be seen as the Netflix for games. Here are some other interesting aspects about the deal. This is from our team at the Esports Observer who briefed me on some things I should be keeping an eye on. First, we saw that Activision CEO Bobby Kotick, widely connected throughout sports, is expected to leave his position after the deal closes. Two, Wall Street analysts now wonder if Facebook or Amazon or Google could get into the video game space by targeting companies such as Electronic Arts or Valve. And of course, what does this mean for the Overwatch League and Call of Duty? Of course, there are some ownership groups in sports in the Overwatch League, including Kraft Sports Group, Kroenke Sports and Entertainment, and others. Little has been said about Microsoft's plans for that league. So still a lot to unpack from this massive $70 billion deal by Microsoft. But my biggest take, clearly, especially coming after the Take-Two Zenga deal, it's a huge affirmation for the future of gaming. And it validates the way that gaming touches so many parts of our everyday lives. Let's move on. Fallout from a story we talked about last week, how Endeavor's acquisition of minor league baseball teams has put their representation business of baseball players at risk or into question. One of the top free agents, shortstop Carlos Correa, has reportedly left Endeavor's WME Sports and hired Scott Boris. Correa, who has had very strong seasons with the Astros, is seen as the top free agent during the offseason, which of course has been mired in a lockout. He didn't elaborate on why he selected Boris, but the move comes as Major League Baseball's Players Association recently sent a letter to Endeavor expressing concern about its ownership of the minor league baseball teams and potentially facing discipline for not following regulations. That uncertainty could have certainly led to Correa being recruited by Boris and in his decision to leave WME Sports. Now, we know the agency business is tough and agents try to poach players all the time. I also know there was a lot of buzz in the market 
about any MLBPA action against WME Sports, which hasn't happened and is still uncertain if anything will happen as we sit here today. But the bottom line, WME Sports loses one of its top talents to a competitor in Scott Boris. Staying with baseball, circling back to a story we touched on last week, Capital One has signed on as Major League Baseball's new banking sponsor. Sources told R. Terry Lepton it will be officially unveiled when a new MLB collective bargaining agreement is completed. Now, this comes as we talked last week about how Bank of America chose not to renew with Major League Baseball after 18 years. So Capital One, it's a big, big partner in sports. It's a big advertiser in sports programming, has been an NCAA corporate champion since 2000. 2010. It's the title sponsor of the Orange Bowl, and its home market is right outside Washington, D.C. in McLean, Virginia. So the company has naming rights to the Capitals and Wizards Arena in downtown D.C. It also has naming rights to the University of Maryland's football field and is a sponsor of the Washington Nationals. Now, Capital One is set to make a bigger investment in sports with an official MLB league-wide deal in that interesting financial services or banking category. You know, we will continue to have news around the Beijing Games leading up to the opening ceremony. Yesterday, a member of the Beijing Organizing Committee warned that foreign athletes may face punishment for remarks or comments that violate Chinese law at the Games. And that'll put, of course, more emphasis on political statements, remarks, or comments. The official said, quote, any behavior or speech that is against the Olympic spirit, especially against the Chinese laws and regulations, are also subject to certain punishment, end quote. Remember, the IOC does have Rule 50. That states that political protests at the games are prohibited, but the greater concern is how China's leaders will interpret comments they consider out of line and what would be the enforcement measures. You know, speakers at a seminar hosted by Human Rights Watch on Tuesday also said they were advising athletes against criticizing China's human rights record while in Beijing for their own safety. So athletes and agents are surely discussing this as they begin to head to Beijing for the game starting February 4th. I wonder if President Biden will be asked about the Olympics and the Beijing Games during his press conference today. That is one thing I'll be watching. So let's end the buzzcast like we do around names. A big departure from Formula One as its chief marketing officer, Ellie Norman, has left the organization after more than four years in the role. Now, Norman was one of the first, I would say, key executives to be hired by Liberty Media when it acquired Formula One in 2017. People I know close to F1 credit Norman with many of the brand's enhancements, including leveraging Netflix's Drive to Survive series. They express that she will be a big loss for Formula One. No replacement for Norman has been named so far. Norman did not elaborate or touch on her future plans. Live Golf Investments, that of course is the group led by another Norman, Greg Norman, continues to add horsepower to its executive lineup. It will announce today that the talented David Hill has joined the company as a consultant to the production team. Now, David Hill and Greg Norman, both natives of Australia, have known each other for years. Now they'll work together to bring innovations to the golfing broadcast. Norman has said for some time he was looking to uh, revolutionize the golf viewing experience, and few are better 
of new ways of thinking than David Hill, who was, of course, the innovative brains behind Fox Sports and the NFL on Fox in the mid-1990s. David Hill also served as executive producer of American Idol for three seasons and produced the 88th Academy Award. So David Hill, quite a track record. And Greg Norman, continues to build up quite a strong executive team as Live Golf continues to take shape. Now people are just awaiting plans on what the next big idea comes from Norman and Live Golf. So that is your morning buzzcast. It's a Wednesday. It's January 19th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow.